My guest on today's program is Julia Serafim. Julia is an entrepreneur, business mentor, social media expert and influencer. Today Julia is sharing how she deals with anxiety and depression while doing so many entrepreneurial activities. So let's listen to Julia's story now. Okay, hi Julia. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being on the post- podcast. How, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing excellent. Thank you for asking. Great. Um, uh, Julia, could you tell us uh, a little bit about your, um, your social influence, uh, you know, career? Because um, you've been quite active on, on social media and especially Instagram. Could you just tell us a little bit more of, about what you do on Instagram? So what I do on Instagram is I try to cater my posts for my followers, which are usually just women and girls aged like 20 to 35. I post a lot of fashion and in every caption, I try to include some tips and tricks for how to be an influencer, some social media advice, or just how to make good content that your followers would really enjoy. Yeah. So what made you become an influencer? Why, why being an influencer? Well, actually, when I was only nine years old, I went on this site called Roblox, which is kind of like a social media site for children. And being nine, I was really like open and adventurous to the whole like meeting new people, making friends. And I actually was able to use that website to get like 3000 followers. Yeah, I had the second largest fashion group on the website. And I had more than 100,000 plays on the personal game that I had come out with. And it was ever since then that I kind of devoted my life to studying social media and marketing, online advertising. And it wasn't until college that I created my Instagram. But I was able to get 1,000 followers very fast. And then I wanted to use my platform to kind of show, like, my fashion sense and express myself and just to kind of put myself out there on the internet and slowly over the years it's been like three years now that I've been an influencer I'm almost at 16,000 followers right so you've mentioned on on um, uh, one of your profiles that you studied some algorithms behind you, you know, being an influencer on, on, on Instagram. Could you just tell us a little bit more about what, what this algorithm is all about? And um, are you referring to the organic algorithm? Because this is how you've built your audience, right? Yeah, I mean, I was just studying how the websites themselves behave. And yeah. Instagram is definitely my favorite to study. I did a lot of research online, tried to look into forums tried to read more about sociology and psychology to see how I could like do like human algorithms as well as like Instagram algorithms. Yeah. And you also uh, managed other people's accounts as well. Yeah. I've had clients from all over the world. 
most of them being in the New York City area where I'm from. Right. Do you think that the influence, uh, um, uh, you know, the influencer market is still kind of alive, given that you know in some countries they 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 kind of remove this um, function of of putting likes on 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 Instagram Instagram pictures. Do you think there is still you know um, a market to be an influencer on on Instagram and other social media sites? Yeah, just because you can't see the likes on Instagram doesn't mean that you can't, like, engage with your followers. Yeah. Like, having the like counts not public hasn't really, like, throttled my career, per se, because comment counts are still public, and people can still engage with you by liking it. It's just not public anymore. Yeah. So what's your favorite thing of being an influencer? I would definitely say it's meeting really interesting people from all over the world including like sponsors that I've had or just my followers in general. I like to engage with as many as I can. I do unfortunately get a lot of direct messages, which is kind of hard to respond to all of them, but I'll respond to as many as I can. Yeah. How do we deal with them, you know, cyber bullies and trolls on, on, on Instagram? Do you get many of those? I've had a few. I'm not going to say I haven't had any because that yeah. wouldn't be true. But I think the last one that I responded to, they said that I should stab myself. And I was like, thank you. And then I just ignored them henceforth. You should do what? Sorry. Stab. Stab myself, like with a knife. Really? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Why would someone say, say things like this? They like commented on my post. I guess they just didn't like my outfit. I don't. Know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, it's. Do they, you know, do comments like this actually make you more anxious? How how do you deal with this, you know, mentally? Because it, it it can be quite hard, uh, you know, for a, for a, for a very sensitive person to to get comments like this. Yeah, I, I actually have um, really, really bad depression, so much so that I'm on medication. And dealing with all this extra attention online, which makes me very anxious, yeah. I like to talk about it with my therapist and also my psychologist. Or I forgot the who who's the one that prescribes medication and who's the one that I talk to? Psychologist or psychiatrist? Psychiatrists normally prescribe medication, yeah, and psychologists normally, you know, they have like that talking doctors, aren't they? You know, cognitive behavioral therapists, they're, they're the people who, who talk through, you know, about your feelings and so on. And, and psychiatrists, they do prescribe drugs. Yeah. Yeah, because I see both. And it's been really hard, too, because I've had, like, insurance deny medication before. Yeah. And then I'd have to keep trying medication after medication and go through withdrawal after through withdrawal. So and how long have you had this? Oh, my whole life. Really? Like, I've just been depressed and anxious the whole time. Whole time. Right. Okay. Wow. Um, and and th th that doesn't stop you to actually carry on and, and do things you know you do. For, you know. No, I think it makes me funnier, and that definitely helps me. Because <laughs> I use humor as like a coping mechanism. Yeah. But then your view, I mean, what's causing it? Do you have any explanation? 
I'd say probably just like neurobiology is just causing it. The chemicals in my brain are just not up to par. Right. Yeah. What advice could you give, um, you know, to girls of your age who um, going through the same, um, you know, through the same process and, you know, have the same experiences like you, you know, like depression and anxiety? I would say definitely try to find a network of support for yourself, whether it's an actual like therapist, whether it's like, trying to seek out medication if you feel like that would help you because it doesn't help everybody. Yeah. I would say like, talking to a therapist, getting medication and seeing friends a lot or just trying to put yourself out there and make more friends because having anxiety, it's really hard to make friends, especially with the social component of it. It's really hard to like open yourself up to the possibility of rejection in any social situation. But it's worth it for when you find a group of friends who are there to support you through not only the good things that happen to you, but your lower points when things aren't that great. Yeah. Uh, uh, how do you deal with um, uncertainty in life? Because often anxiety is caused by, you know, inability to deal with uncertainty. Yeah, like uncertainty is really a huge thing for me that causes me a lot of anxiety. I try to figure out and like write down my feelings when it comes to feeling how like, oh, this could happen to me or this could happen to me or like what happens if this happens. All of that uncertainty can really like negatively affect my mindset. So I like to write things down. I like to introspect and I like to talk to people that are closer with me, like my boyfriend or my therapist. Yeah. Because you're also trying to build another business at the same time, don't you? Uh, could you just tell us a little bit about your Princess Gem Store? Yeah, so I started Princess Gem Store when I was in college as a business student. And I was only doing in-person sales at first. And right now we're expanding into e-commerce, which is actually kind of terrible timing because of how shipping is going yeah. with all the products lately. But we actually aim to sell affordable and good quality jewelry that won't turn your skin like a different pigment. It won't give you an allergic rash. It won't fall apart or it won't tarnish very easily, yeah. but for fast fashion prices. Yeah. And um, do you think that actually being an entrepreneur um, can worsen your anxiety? <laughs> it wouldn't that oh, be yeah. easy for you to actually get a nine till five job and, uh, you know, instead of trying to, you know, to, to, to start up a business? Because the gem store, uh, like I understand, it's in a startup mode, right? Right? Or it, it's, it's, been, it's been already going for a while. How long has it been going well, it's been going for about two and a half years. Mm -hmm. I was just doing in-person sales, like I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And currently, we're just expanding into e-commerce. We have been for a little bit. And the website is done, but unfortunately, with the shipping delays, we can't really launch just yet. But being an entrepreneur has really like had very anxious moments for me. There have been times where I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get these bills paid before this time. 
and that's a lot of money and just putting a lot of like not only money but time on the line to become an entrepreneur but it's all been worth it I would say why (laughs) well for me being an entrepreneur has taught me a lot about interacting with the world and interacting with other people I've learned a lot about how society works too and how marketing actually plays a big role in interpersonal relationships or even just sociology in general. I feel like I've learned a whole lot. Yeah. So how do you balance, you know, a busy life? Because you also, um, you've been through college as well and um, you're well educated. And so how do you balance um, you know, being an entrepreneur and being a social influencer at the same time was, was, you know, educating, going through the education system. How do you balance, you know, your, your, your time? For me, I kind of had to set myself to a schedule and wake yeah. up at a certain time, go to bed at a certain time, exercise at a certain time. And I would have to schedule what I'm doing hour by hour, such as today, like I have to schedule doing one thing and then after your podcast I have to do like certain other things for my business and I just have to make a to-do list and following that to-do list has been a really huge help for me not only because I include a little calendar of what I have to do each day but because I get to see the responsibilities that I can do when I'm not scheduled to do something for an hour yeah so what's your sort of, you know, unique um, skill set that, that, that helps you to, to actually do so many things at the same time? What you good at? I would say it's probably time management. Mm-hmm. Again, having a to-do list that really breaks things down can incredibly, like, reduce the amount of stress that comes from planning things out. And it can really give you more time to do things instead of just... I don't know, idly sitting by. Also, yeah. multitasking really helps. So what's your sort of typical day? You wake up and then how, how many hours you spend on your business? I would say I work between 8 to 10 hours a day. Yeah. It definitely is like a huge time commitment but I don't mind because this is what I'm really passionate about and I do have a lot of fun working. Yeah. What do you do for downtime, you know, to to, to really stress? What do you do? (laughs) Well, for me, I like to look at Pinterest. I like to look at cool ideas for outfits that I can post on my Instagram. I like to watch shopping but on, on Pinterest. <laughs> yeah, like I don't really buy anything off of Pinterest, but looking for ideas always really like sparks my creativity. I also like to do research. Research is always fun for me. I could just study for hours at a time and just like really fall down the rabbit hole, but have a really good time doing it. Yeah. Could you also tell us a little bit about your um uh, mentorship uh, activity because you also uh, you also mentoring other entrepreneurs of different ages. Could you just tell us a little bit more about this as well? Yeah, I actually volunteer to mentor entrepreneurship students. So right. if you're an entrepreneurship student out there, I would probably be able to help. You know, so 
what I like to do is my specialty is social media for business. So I've been chosen as the youngest social media mentor or just the youngest mentor in general for the entrepreneurship societies that I'm in, which are like in Connecticut mostly. I'm also the administrator for an entrepreneur society and I'm the assistant judge for one of the larger pitch decks in my state of Connecticut. And you are very young as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm 21. I just graduated um, with my associate's degree and two certificates, and I'm hoping to finish my bachelor's degree at Yale University if they will accept me, which is a very slim chance. So what can you say to people, uh, to young people who are saying, oh, you know, I can't start up a business because I'm too young and the age will work against me. What can you say to these people? Age is just a number. I have met so many young entrepreneurs who have, like, who have gone so much farther with their businesses than I have. And yeah. it's really going to show me that Like, you're never too young to do anything. When I started on social media, I was only nine. And I remember getting this really prestigious award for, like, it's called the All Connecticut State Academic Team, yeah. which is given to only, like, 20 students a year. And it's for the Connecticut college system. And I remember winning. And one of the other people that won was only 13 years old. And... I remember being so inspired by that, that there was this 13-year-old who's not only yeah. like in college, but they're succeeding so much that they're one of the best students in my state. And I always say that to entrepreneurs that are like, oh, I'm too young. Like, I can't do yeah. this. I can't do that. I'm just a kid. I always go and tell them like, hey, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you're like 50 or if you're 13, you can do anything that you want. Right, great, great advice. Okay, let's have a short break and um, we'll hear a little message about, from our sponsor and, and come back to our interview in a minute. Our podcast sponsor is Smart Octopus Voice Agency who creates engaging Facebook chatbots and voice skills on Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant. And they are currently wrapping this podcast on Alexa skill uh, to be released shortly. For more information, please check out the podcast notes for the link to their website. Okay, we are back. And um, uh, also, Julia, I'd like to, um, to ask you uh, a question. And, and I guess this is something a lot of people are interested in. You know, how do, how do people define success? How do you... Do you, do you define success because you are doing so many things? You are trying to, uh, you, uh, you know, you are an influencer on social media. You are running a business, a jewelry business, and then you're also a mentor. What success means for you? How do you define it? I would say success means growth. And in that, I mean, like, in each respective thing that I do, am I growing? When I'm like researching as a social media expert, do I feel like my knowledge base has grown? When I do influencing on Instagram, have I grown more followers? When I work on my website, has my website grown to where I want it to be? Yeah. 
How often do you review this metrics? Uh, once a month or once a week? Every single day. Every single day, right? <laughs> because it's again from you know in different books, the uh, entrepreneurs give different advice. Some say that for the first year of running a business, you shouldn't be looking at all these metrics and. Uh, you know, you, all, all you need to focus is on, you know, creating content, uh, be out there, spreading the message. Other people say, well, actually, you need to, you know, see what's happening on your website and with regards to your followers, like every week um, or, or months and have, you know, f- specific figures you can uh, measure yourself against. What's your view on that? Well, I would say not to really hold yourself to any standards besides your own. So don't really compare your account to a larger account and say like, oh, this account has been up for the same amount of of time as I have. And they have like 100,000 followers. That's only like a recipe to make yourself more depressed or anxious. Like, oh, I should have done this in this amount of time. It's, It's so bad to compare yourself. Only compare yourself to your own set ideals, not anybody else's. Right. So, you know, you are very young, but you are very successful. You you, you are doing so many things. Um, have you ever thought of quitting? Have you ever had a situation when you thought, well, I can't, I can't do the, I can't do this anymore. I, I, you know, it, it's too much. <laughs> have you ever yeah, thought I mean, like this? Yeah, there was a time where I just stopped working on the website because I got so overwhelmed being depressed and in college and just doing all of these different things. Like even before I started becoming like more of an influencer, even before I started mentoring students or offering my social media expertise professionally, like I would just get overwhelmed. And for a while, I just took a break from building my website for the Princess Gem store. I focused more on my grades. And I remember taking a few kind of like month-long vacations. Yeah. Just like not like traveling anywhere, just vacations from working. And I would feel like, oh, I should probably like stop this. This is taking a huge toll on me. I feel so overwhelmed. And then it was through help of my therapist and my support network that I was able to kind of figure out how not to overwhelm myself with all the little details or try to be such a perfectionist that I overwhelm myself. Right. So, so you are a perfectionist. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like I want everything to work perfectly, but I know that it can. Why, why do you think you are like this? Because this is the sure way to be anxious is, is try to make, you know, make everything be perfect. And can we actually achieve this? I'd say it's probably because I'm so self-driven and yeah. I'm such a self-starter that I feel personally responsible for, like, my destiny in this world. And that's also why I hold myself to such high standards personally yeah. at such a young age that I should be doing so much of this or so much of that or just trying to further my career as early as possible because I'm so self-motivated. Yeah. So if, if, you, if you had this magic sort of power and, um, you know, and, and suddenly, you know, you were given one superpower, what would it be? 
it would probably be time travel. I thought about this a lot, actually, <laughs> which is not healthy for someone who's so anxious. And I would say time travel because I would be able to go back in time and give myself advice to get everything right and kind of like teach myself what I've learned from my mistakes before I make a mistake because I do make mistakes. I'm not like some infallible yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely go back and just teach myself you should do this in this situation. Yeah. But I know at the end of the day, the next best thing is to just learn from my mistakes. Right. So you, you, you are mentoring other entrepreneurs, but do you have a mentor yourself? I definitely do. Yeah. And at my school, there's a professor, her name is professor Luglio. Yeah. And She's the entrepreneurship uh, program leader at my college. And she gave me so much advice over the years. I had her for, I'd say, maybe like three or four of my business classes. And she even helped me come up with a program to get my entrepreneurship certificate and a fashion retail management certificate, as well as my associate's degree. Yeah. And her... And the entrepreneur in residence at my college both give me really huge, like, excellent advice. The entrepreneur in residence, his name is Mike Rohr, and he's been a huge help with my business launching and just teaching me everything that I know about business, as well as Professor Luglio. They're both my mentors. Yeah, no, indeed. That, that's great to have someone who can also direct you. Uh, it's, it's important for entrepreneurs. But um, if you were to give um, an advice to another starting female entrepreneur, what would it be? I would say don't let anybody tell you that you're too young or, oh, you're just a girl. You shouldn't like focus on all these sophisticated things. I would say, like, don't let anybody else get you down except for yourself. And don't even get yourself down that much. Yeah, so be, 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 be more gentle on yourself. Yeah, because we, we tend to be quite harsh sometimes. And we, we are our own critics and judges, aren't we? And, uh, yeah, like, I'm my biggest hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we try to catastrophize, you know, and just kind of think, oh, my God, you know, if something... We always think about the worst-case scenario, don't we? <laughs> yeah, always. That always comes up for me. But I would say, like, definitely be more gentle on yourself. Yeah. And don't take it so hard what other people have to say to you. Yeah. About like their ideas for what you should be doing with your time. Yeah. And if someone um, today, you know, listening in this, this program and um, uh, is about to give up on their dreams, what would, they, what would you tell them? If they started the business, but they, they hit this sort of wall of cha challenges and they're about to give up, what advice would you give to them? I would say that giving up is the easiest thing you can do for the worst possible reason, because it means giving up on your dreams. Definitely do not give up on your dreams. Try to ask people for help instead. Like try to find a mentor, try to ask your professors, try to reach out to people online in Facebook groups or in forums. Yeah. Just try to like get help from others instead of giving up. 
because giving up is the worst possible thing you could do with your dreams. Yeah. And in if, uh, you know, what, what's your plans for the future? So now you're, you're going to be launching the new website, right? Um, for the, for, for the business princess gem store. And are you going to continue with your social influencer, uh, sort of projects and, um, continue being, you know, active on social media as well. Yeah. Yeah. I plan on keeping yeah. on pursuing my goals and launching my website for the princess gem store. I'd say my dream is to become a public figure and to try to become like a philanthropist. But first to become a philanthropist, you need to become like a public figure and you need to get the capital to sort of invest in good things for the future. So I'm working on that currently. Yeah. So what, what, what advice would you also give, um, you know, to people, uh, to girls, to, to people listening to this podcast, um, to self-guard their mental sort of health, what, what advice would you give them? I would give the advice that I would give to my younger self, which is, like, if I was able to talk to my younger self, I would tell her or me that you should definitely seek out a therapist because even though it's scary to kind of, like, share how you feel with others yeah. and to be open to a new person, and just let yourself be vulnerable. It's so scary, but like, it's such a good investment. Yeah. Not only for your mental well-being, but for the success of your future. Because I definitely wouldn't be as successful as I am if I did not see a therapist. Because I would always get in my own way. And my therapist really helps me not do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that's great advice from Juliet. Juliet, thank you so much for sharing this story with us. And... Um, I wish you all the luck um, for the future and, um, you know, to have a great launch of a new website and uh, we'll definitely hear from you again and good luck with everything. Thank you so much. And thank you for giving me a platform to give advice to others. Thank you. Thank you for coming to the show. Thank you. Bye. A full transcript of this interview is available via the link to my website, kchrinathomas.com, also a link to Julia's Instagram page. If you've been affected by issues discussed in this podcast, join our private Facebook group, Mental Wealth for Entrepreneurs Network, where I share how to become a more resilient entrepreneur. Please send me any comments or feedback on this podcast. If you want to be a guest on this podcast, please email me at podcast at katrinathomas.com. That's all from me. Uh, till next time. And remember, you are only one mind hack away.